You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, shutterbugs, shucking with shuls while shoveling through shunpikes. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 255, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your philibolists in flashy falal falling back on falafels. I am Colin. And I'm Chris. Fun fact about Karen, she loves to do the uh, the, the, the silent countdown, where she's like, and three, and then holds up the fingers, and then points, but she's cueing <laughs> herself. So we're looking at her pointing, we're uh-huh. like, what? And then she Nodding, has, uh-huh. uh-huh, go for it. <laughs> Everybody, welcome. It is it is our 2023 fall season opener. Well, unlike a lot of seasons, I feel like I just saw you guys. A lot of times we start off after the summer and it's like, I haven't seen you all, you know, in forever. But we just saw each other uh, barely a week ago in Washington, D.C. for SporkleCon 2023. Ooh, that was a treat. So we were there for SporkleCon, which is the, the nation's premier trivia convention there's a convention for everything why not for trivia find your people it was super fun full of uh people who had been on jeopardy i think the best story was there's a big trivia contest basically like the world's biggest pub trivia it's in the international ballroom with the washington hilton where they that's where they have the white house correspondence's dinner you know like and we're all sitting at our table and it's me and Cole and Ryan, uh, two uh, Good Job Brain fans, Colin and Karen, and also uh, one of Karen's teammates on the show, The Chase. And Karen is just like, guys, that table next to us has has two people from The Chase on it. And I'm like, Karen, our team has two people from The Chase on it, too. I think we're in this. And Karen says, no, Chris, Chase Earth. <laughs> and in fact, uh, Victoria and Brandon, two of the chasers on the chase, were at that table. They got second. Yeah. They got second yeah. place. They shows they you how hard good. it is. That's yeah. right. Yeah, we were right behind them. Uh, physically, not in the standings. Physically, <laughs> we were we were right behind them, uh, right behind their table. It was fun. It was electric atmosphere. Well, thank you, uh, all the people who said hi to us at SporkCon. Uh, we will post our panel's recording in a later episode this season, so stay tuned for that. And without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Here I have a random Trivial Pursuit card. Actually, sometimes it's not even Trivial Pursuit. It might be uh, <laughs> from other games. Have your barnyard buzzers buzz in with the right answer. Let's do two cards. It's the season opener. I Let's like go it. nuts. Let's start with, speaking of not Trivial Pursuit, this is Uh-oh. Forte. Uh, what is, oh what is Forte? It is an off-brand Trivial Pursuit. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. Blue Wedge for soaps. <laughs> oh no right. uh, what secret did vanessa sterling learn about matt corby after marrying him which resulted in her leaving him <laughs> uh colin uh secret wife slash family Ooh. Oh. go more sinister oh okay murdered murder. wife slash family he murdered her uh twin sister 
while she was in a coma. He had killed his former wife, Evelyn. Ah, I should have oh. right. thought more dramatic, more sinister. Okay, all right, all right. Pink for cartoons. We like cartoons. Who was the host of the Boing Boing show? Man, do we have no era? Or Okay. Chris. Bozo the Clown. Good you know guess. what? Not Good far guess. off. Call it. <laughs> uh, Captain Kangaroo. It is Gerald McBoing Boing. Oh, Gerald uh, McBoing Boing! Yeah, we just yeah. were. T- I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna say that. I should have said that. <laughs> I thought. I thought it couldn't be the same Boing Boing. <laughs> Plus, it's Mick Boing Boing. You know. <laughs> Yellow wedge. What caused a 33-minute communications blackout between the Apollo 8 astronauts and the Mission Control Center in Houston? What caused uh, what a... caused the communications blackout? Uh, Chris. A, a lunar eclipse. You know what? Not far off. Well, because the spacecraft was uh-huh. behind the moon. Mm. That's it! Mm. Yes! Occluded by the moon. I give me that point. Uh, Brown Wedge for pairs. Who was <laughs> the father-daughter team who starred in On Golden Pond? Oh. oh. Colin. That was uh, uh, Henry Fonda and Jane Fonda, right? Yes, correct. All right. Okay. Green for ads. What was being advertised when you heard the line, the closer you get, the better you look? Hmm. Wow. Say that again. What was the, what was the, what was the specific? The closer you get, the better Uh you look. This is a brand. This is yes, a brand. A brand. It's very specific, but I'll take a any general okay. direction. Oh, okay. uh, Chris, uh, go for like, it. It's like um, you know, Maybelline. Yeah, good guess. Like Revlon. Mascara. Yeah, right. It is nice and easy shampoo in hair color. Oh. Oh, oh okay. That is very specific. Orange for fair play. What is quote this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore? Oh. <laughs> Everybody. The Raven. The Raven. The Raven. Caca, caca. And we just played uh, at SparkleCon. Chris and I played in an escape room uh, with uh, some listeners who invited us. And Warren, Sarah, and Alan. Thank you. We had a, a yeah Edgar Allan Poe themed room. Colin didn't mm. join this because Colin doesn't like fun. Yeah. <laughs> and Alan uh, gave us Thrills Gum. Yes. From Canada. Tagline, it still yes. tastes like soap. It's a floral flavored gum that some people say tastes like soap. I brought it to the office. It made a lot of people do the kombucha lady face, you know, where she, she and then mm, maybe it's okay. Yeah, exactly. While they were having fun, I was sitting in an airplane on the tarmac for two hours at <laughs> Dulles International Airport. Oh, which, man. Which was its own type of Escape fun, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You escaped from the lightning plane. All right. Let's do another card here. Not Forte. This is Genus 2 Trivial Pursuit. Blue Edge for Geography. Are most east-west highways in the U.S. even or odd-numbered? <laughs> Colin. Most east-west highways are even numbered. Yes. Correct. Pink Wedge for entertainment. What TV sitcom chronicles the misadventures of George and Louise? Oh. Chris. The Jeffersons. Mm. It is the Jeffersons. Uh, yellow for history. Who succeeded John F. Kennedy as a senator from Massachusetts? 
Ooh. Chris. Ted Kennedy. Yes, you Is are. Is that right? Safe guess. <laughs> All right. Great. Um, <laughs> what cities? The setting of Charles Dickens' Oliver Twist. Chris. London. London. All right. Greenwich, Science and Nature. Does the bald eagle have feathers on its head? <laughs> Come on now. Colin. <laughs> yes. The yes. bald eagle has feathers on, on its head. The bald eagle is not, not actually. actually bald. <laughs> Why is it called bald eagle? Is it because it's like very smooth? No, because it lo- I mean it looks like it's it's bald. It's got the color contrast. How do I, the color, the color I Google? Yeah. Why is the bald? Oh, the word bald refers to an old English use of the word meaning white. Because mm, bald yeah. eagles have, have white heads. Now we know. Uh, last question here. Uh, sports and leisure. What West Coast baseball team did Father Guido Sarducci start mm-hmm. exhorting fans to head out to the ballpark to watch? <laughs> Uh, West Coast. I mean, Saturday I, Night Live, right? Yeah, that's right. That's who that's it is. Right. I, yeah. I feel like it's got to be the Angels. Incorrect. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> uh, I, I will guess the Dodgers. It is the San Francisco Giants. Uh, wow. Okay. All right. Good job, Brains. Mm. Today's episode 255. Usually in a Good Job Brain episode, we have a topic or a theme, but every fifth episode, uh, that's out the door. We don't have a topic. We don't have a theme. All of us have prepared quizzes to stump each other and stump you guys, listeners. So today, episode 255, it's our All Quiz Bonanza number 51. So while we were at SparkleCon, I like I had video game trivia on the brain because we all we kept making jokes like whenever a video game trivia <laughs> question would come up, everybody would just look at me and be like, yeah, yeah, no worries. I got this. So I was like, oh, I should do like a video game quiz that kind of works in some interesting trivia here. So this is a quiz that is sort of built around the best selling individual pieces of game software for various video game consoles. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So right. I've I've got some questions like that, and then there's some sort of bonus questions about some of those biggest selling games okay. sprinkled throughout as well. Just to try to keep the difficulty level somewhere moderate. You know, in normal pub trivia, the video game questions we get is like, who is Mario's brother? You know, just really, really <laughs> right. casual uh, knowledge. But, you know, with SparkleCon, everybody there is some sort of Jeopardy champ or genius. And right. so even the video game questions we got were mm. were harder, were, were harder than your, your average questions. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. For our live audience at our, our live podcast <laughs> recording that we did, you'll probably hear this when you actually listen to the live episode. At one point, I was like, all right, how many of you people in this room have like either been on Jeopardy or The Chase or Who Wants to Be a Millionaire or something? Like that? It was like a third of the room raised their hands. <laughs> a lot so of hands. many people. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. All right, the best selling video games of all time quiz. Here we go. Get your barnyard buzzers out. It's an old school barnyard right. buzzer puncher. All right. All right. <laughs> With over 40 million copies sold, what was the best-selling game for the original 8-bit Nintendo Entertainment System? The original... Sold. 
Over 40 million copies were sold. What was the best-selling game for the original 8-bit Nintendo Entertainment System? Colin. Uh, Super Mario Brothers. It is Super Mario Brothers. Did not want to overthink it. Did not want to overthink it. All right. I was like, so some were packed in as multi as combo units. As like, you know what? Just just go with the yeah, go with yeah, the big yeah, one. Yeah. So those okay. are considered to be sold, right? Okay, they were, they were all right. Free. It was it was sold <laughs> as part of the bundle for sure. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, bonus question. Anybody can answer. Complete this line from the original instruction manual for Super Mario Brothers with a two word phrase. Okay. All right. <clears throat> The only one who can undo the magic spell on the mushroom people and return them to their normal selves is the blank. Whoa. Yep, it's Super Mario Brothers canon. The only one who can undo the magic spell on the mushroom people and return them to their normal selves is the blank. That's a two-word phrase I'm looking for. Oh, oh, oh. All right. I was going to say the princess, but two-word phrase, no. Two-word phrase. Princess Toadstool. Princess Toadstool. Uh, Very good. The Princess Toadstool. The did she, princess did she toadstool. not have the Peach name yet? Not then? yet. Not yet. Okay. She was Princess Peach in Japan, but it took a while. It took until Super Mario 64 for them to actually uh, unify mm. the, the name globally to Princess Peach. Yep. The Princess Toadstool. That was, the, one, that was what I was looking for. All right. Good Thanks. job. Good job. Uh, next question. With over 8 million copies sold, the best-selling game for the Atari 2600 uh, was this game, whose main character is said to resemble a partially eaten dinner. <laughs> Colin. Uh, is that Pac-Man? <laughs> it is Pac-Man. <laughs> it is Pac-Man. Pac-Man's main character is said to resemble a partially eaten pizza pie, although that is fictional uh, 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 canon. Oh. Pac-Man's creator has heard that story so many times that he's that he sort of tells it as the truth now. Yeah, it's like, uh, fine. Yeah, it was a pizza. It was a pizza. <laughs> Bonus question. In the original arcade Pac-Man, complete this sequence for the original arcade Pac-Man. Inky, Blinky, Pinky, and Blank. Karen. Clyde. Clyde. I don't know their colors. So Inky is blue. Okay. Blinky is the fast one. Blinky is red. Pinky is uh, pink. pink. And then Clyde uh. is yellow. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So pink. Okay. So Pinky is pink. Yeah. And then Blinky is fast. It's like running yep. a red light. So it's right. a red one. Mm-hmm. Inky exactly. like a blue pen. Blue pen yep. ink. And then and Clyde then... is the orange, orange yellow. However, it shows up on the CRT. Yeah, exactly. I like Ooh. it. I like it. Okay. With over 24 million copies sold, the best-selling game for the Xbox 360 was bundled with this camera accessory. Okay, well, I... I just want the name of the camera accessory. Oh, oh, oh. Karen. Microsoft Connect? The Kinect, yes. Kinect. Kinect. Now, for for the bonus point, what is the name of the... You want to guess the name of the game? God. Uh, was it the mini games one? The game was Connect Adventures. Oh. So by far the best selling game for the Xbox 360. Connect no Adventures. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sold a lot of those connects. Um, all right, we'll move on to the next question. With over 46 million copies sold between them, the four different versions of the original Pokemon are collectively the best selling game for the original black and white Game Boy. 
what four colors were used to name those original versions? Karen. Note that we're talking about worldwide here. Some of those versions may not have been released in the United States or Europe. Blue-red. Uh-huh. Yellow. Yes. Green. Yes, correct. Yeah. Red, blue, yellow, green. Yep, Very nice. yep. Green was only released in Japan. Don't um actually me by saying that they turned they retitled green to blue in the U.S. and then blue. Was- <laughs> Not worry about that. Red, blue, green, and yellow. Next question. At over four hundred thousand copies sold, the best-selling game for the Sega Game Gear marked the debut of a character whose legal name is Miles Prower. Karen. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. That is not correct. Miles Prower is the actual legal name of the character most uh, commonly known as Tails. Oh. He was Miles Prower. So what you are missing is that Tails joined uh, Sonic the Hedgehog in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Okay. okay. Yes. As the as the second player in the Genesis version. So yes, Sonic the Hedgehog for the universe. Game Gear. Best selling game for the Sega Game Gear. All right, you can bring this back. With over seven million copies sold, the best selling game for the Nintendo GameCube is an entry in this fighting game series. Karen. Oh. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers, yes. Yeah. Super Yay. Smash Brothers Melee. Best selling game for the Nintendo GameCube. With over 80 million copies sold. The best-selling game for the Wii was Wii Sports. What yes. five sports did the original version contain? All right, we got bowling. How about yes. you want to alternate? How about we'll alternate? I'll, I'll go bowling. You, you do the next one. Tennis. Yes. Uh, we got uh, baseball. Yes. Golf. Yes. One more. Oh my gosh! All I ever played was golf. I think it's very common that everybody picked out one game that they just played all the time. It was boxing. Oh, yeah. Oh, sports. Yeah. Baseball, bowling, golf, and boxing. That was the hard one. That was the one that everyone's like, oh, boxing, super fun. They plug yeah. in the two controllers. And then in like 30 seconds, you're like, I'm exhausted. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, not exactly. Let's move on. At nearly 11 million copies sold, the best-selling PlayStation 1 game of all time. Uh, its title is an anagram of Giant Rumors. <laughs> anagram of Giant Rumors. Oh! Is that Gran Turismo? It's Gran Turismo. Oh, yeah. Good one. Nice work on the nice work on the uh, the the mental anagramming. Uh, bonus question: A feature film based yes. on Gran Turismo recently hit theaters in the United States, starring um, which Spice Girl? Karen she plays the mom, Jerry Halliwell, known as. You got it, Ginger Spice. Ginger Spice. Jerry Halliwell plays the mom. Well done. Finally, last question. With over 750,000 machines sold around the world, the best-selling arcade game of all time is this black-and-white game originally released in 1978. Oh. Colin. Asteroids? It is not Asteroids. Oh, that was my guess. Black and white. Pong? It is not Pong. Pong was 72. Asteroids was had a had a vector monitor. It was a little bit later than this. It was in the mm, early 80s. Mm, mm, 
Um, this is 1978. This is the game. It, it sold, I mean, 750,000 machines a is a lot, lot of oh machines. For, for reference, if you think about Street Fighter 2 machines, but if you if you take Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Super Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter Champion Edition and, all, and you add all of those up, <gasps> it's about 200,000 machines. Oh if you add gosh. all of those up. This game sold 750,000. This is what happens when, like, I don't know, a Japanese coffee shop replaces all of their tables in the coffee <laughs> shop with sit-down versions of this machine. Oh, man. All right, black and white. Space Invaders. Oh. Space Invaders. Oh. In my mind, it was in color, but I'm sure it's like a remade version. You know, when, you know. When no, you know what? There's they if for some of the machines they'd put uh, layers of acetate um, over the black and white screen because if you think about Space Invaders, everything is in horizontal bands. Your ship oh, is on one horizontal line. Shields the aliens. Word. They'd layer acetate so it would look like everything was colored but it wasn't and, and just nothing has ever even come close to wow. touching it as far as like machines manufacturing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. My turn. This is called angle of attack. Here's the format. I will be asking you a set of questions individually. So Chris, you'll get a set of five questions. Colin, you'll get a set of five questions. Your questions will be on a subject that you don't know a lot about. <laughs> okay. But the other person does. Oh, God. <laughs> We're not about embarrassing each other on the show. But we are about torturing each other. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Torture, yes. Uh, embarrassing, no. Trivia is all about angles. Angles and clues. And even if the questions aren't about a subject that you know a lot about... I've retooled these questions so that they're coming from an angle that you are good at. Wow. Like wow. It. So we're going to dive in. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, okay. Colin. The subject of your quiz is Broadway musicals. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the best at, which is okay, because Chris is phenomenally good at Broadway musical knowledge. However... Yes. Here's my little angle. Each one of these is based on historical events. So that's right. your angle into it. Okay. And you know, okay. trivia is all about framing. So here we go. Five questions. Colin about Broadway musicals. Lay it on me. What is the name of this musical about a youth-led strike against Joseph Pulitzer and William Randolph Hearst? Oh, uh, okay. Newspaper men. I'm going to say, uh, is that Newsies? Ding, 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 ding. Correct. It is Newsies. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a sensational musical about the newsboy strike of, of 1899. I have not seen 10 seconds of it, but I, <laughs> I am aware that it is a thing. Yes. That it exists? You know, back then, that's how people got their information, is from the morning and then the evening newspaper. And how do you get these papers? You get it from newsies, from newsboys. All right, next question, Colin. Broadway musicals with the angle of history. Part of this musical explored the historical rainbow tour of 1947. A non-political goodwill <laughs> tour throughout Europe led by whom? The titular character. 
Um, so I'll say it again. Boat. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm, Part mm-hmm. of this musical explored the historical rainbow tour of uh-huh. 1947, a non-political goodwill tour throughout Europe, led by whom? The titular character. Chris knows. Mm. I, know, I know. It's just like yeah. whatever you're trying to do, Carrie, yeah. it's working. It's working great. My brain is on fire. That was the inspiration. I'm trying to create that feeling. It's like, oh, my God. I <laughs> we were at a, like a, a different trivia panel. They're asking a question. And Colin, you knew the answer. And it was killing you. Like you were dying to yell out the answer. But, you know, you can't because you're not you're not playing on stage. Chris is about to jump out of the skin. All right, well, uh, 1947, it's it's not it's too late for Hello Dolly. Based on the historical Rainbow Tour, which is a real oh, thing. Oh, a real thing. Okay. It is the Argentine Rainbow herself, Evita. Oh, <laughs> Evita. Wow. You were you were you were trying to give me a lot. You were giving me a lot with that one. I didn't I didn't. Yep. What, well what aware of Chris's Evita. favorites. Oh, yeah, oh yes, yes. It played for years and years and years at a theater near my house growing up. I but yep, never mm. saw it, so it didn't help me. But <laughs> good one. Good question. Good question. Next one. Six, the musical. It features an all-female six-person cast who all had the pleasure and pain of being associated with what royal historical figure? Oh, read it again. okay, okay. Six, the musical, features an all-female six-person cast who all had the pleasure and pain of being huh. associated with what royal historical figure? Mm, I haven't heard of this one. It sounds good. Is that King Henry VIII? Yes, you are correct. These are uh, his six wives, mm-hmm. and uh, they're reimagined as modern-day pop stars. That's a good concept. I like it. You have like a Beyonce, you have like an Ariana Grande, and they sing about kind of their stories. Very good. I saw it. I really like it. Next question. The modern musical Come From Away takes place in Newfoundland when 7,000 people unexpectedly landed in the small town of Gander during Ah. what 2001 historic event? I this is another one I'm sure we <laughs> talked about on the show. I didn't know this was a musical, uh, uh, but I believe these were the people who were midair when all flights were grounded after the September 11th attacks, and they landed in this tiny little town and were welcomed in with open arms. Right? As, yes. As the story goes. Okay. Yep. Yep. And it's a, a heartwarming story about you know kindness in in amidst the the 9/11 attacks. Ah. All right. Doing good, Colin. Last question for you. What is the name of the Stephen Sondheim musical whose cast includes the characters Sarah Jane Moore, Giuseppe Zangara, and John Hinckley Jr.? Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we, oh. we were just in the Washington Hilton. Yes. Where, uh, where John Hinckley Jr. impressed Jodie Foster. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is hilarious. I mean, because every every D.C. resident that I mentioned, oh, staying at the Washington Hilton, the absolute first thing out of the mouth, oh, that's where Hinckley shot Reagan, you know. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I know. You guys are <laughs> yeah, awfully yeah. proud of this as D.C. residents, I have to say. <laughs> but I'm stalling now because I do not know the answer to this one. Well, who uh, are Sondheim, these people? man. Who yeah, are these okay. people? Sarah Jane Moore. They're uh, uh, assassins or would-be assassins. The name is Assassins. <laughs> hey, all right. A collage of of ah. stories from 
famous presidential assassins or, or attempted. Not bad, Colin. Good, well-constructed quiz. I, uh, yeah, I, I didn't embarrass myself, as, as, which is, as you say, was the goal. Chris's turn. Your okay. subject is sports. No. Really? Yes. <laughs> but your angle uh-huh. is entertainment. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Angle of attack is entertainment. Okay. Here we go. All right. What team performed and released the 1985 hit, the Super Bowl Shuffle, two months before they dominated and won Super Bowl XX against the New England Patriots? My gosh. The Super Bowl Shuffle was performed by the uh, Green Bay Packers? Incorrect. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, That is the Chicago Bears, of course. But you never let me answer (laughs) my questions. You didn't let me do that. That's true. <clears throat> Phil Jackson, uh-huh. Steve Kerr, and Barack Obama are just some of the interviewees featured in the 2020 documentary The Last Dance, centered around what athlete? Michael Jordan. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I knew you could do it. Next question. What 1990s mainstream music artist most likely has the distinction of having the most pro-athlete cameos in a music video, including athletes from his local teams like Jose Canseco, Jerry Rice, Ricky Henderson, Deion Sanders, and Chris Mullen. Can you give me that question again? Yes. What 1990s mainstream music artist most likely has the distinction of having the most pro-athlete cameos in a music video, including athletes from... His local teams, Jose Canseco, Ricky Henderson, Jerry Rice, Deion Sanders, Chris Mullen. <laughs> Colin over there. <laughs> uh, I don't know the teams. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know. Prince? It's not really 90s, though. Like, what you're saying 90s, so it's like somebody who specifically was really big in the 90s. Yes. Um Vanilla household, Ice? Household name. There is only one team that comes to mind when you say Ricky Henderson, and that is the Oakland Athletics baseball team. Oh, uh, Oakland Athletics. Is it MC Hammer? MC Hammer, Bay Area resident. This was for the video Too Legit to Quit. <laughs> and let me tell you, I had to rewatch this. This is in the golden era of music videos in the 90s. There's the music video, and then there's like, the 10 minute movie in front of it. Uh, <laughs> right, right. It is unhinged, this video. <laughs> it there's the whole the whole video starts with Jim Belushi at a news desk pretending, oh my God, Hammer is quitting the, the music industry. What do we do? <laughs> it's all these celebrities freaking out about like MC Hammer quitting music. And then James Brown comes in on a throne, Greek columns, like big sets. <laughs> in a fire it's it's crazy <laughs> okay here we go here we go chris you can get this <laughs> oh can i okay what team did legendary hockey center stan makita play stan makita which makes sense considering he had a famous fake donut shop in the <laughs> film wayne's world what team did he what sorry what team did he play on and the clue was wayne's world makita makita stan makita where did Wayne's World take Mil- place? Milwaukee? They went to Milwaukee. They went to Milwaukee. They went to Milwaukee. Chicago? Yes! Chicago Blackhawks. All right, last question. Jason Lee, star of My Name is Earl, 
and uh-huh. loads of Kevin Smith movies like mm-hmm. Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, was a professional what captured in loads of video and magazines in the 90s before he oh, pursued right. acting. Jason Lee, star of My Name is Earl and uh-huh. loads of Kevin Smith movies like Mall Rats and Chasing Amy, was a professional what captured in loads of videos and magazines in the 1990s. Gymnast. <laughs> close, close. Uh, not uh-huh. gymnast. It is skateboarder. He was a oh. skate professional skateboarding athlete uh, before he became an actor. That's right. That's right. That's right. Woo! That was a good quiz. Bro. That was that was a good quiz. That that was that was that was, that was challenging, but that, that was, I really like that format. As long as we retain some of the nuggets, then 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 I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. As my long job as we is, grow. It's the friends we made along the way. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles, smart trivia, Good Job Brain. And we're back. Today's our all quiz bonanza, uh, which means uh, it's a whole episode full of weird surprise quizzes that we prepared for each other. But before we jump into Colin's quiz, I just want to share uh, something. Our our friend and former co-host, Dana, uh, used to love weird words. Mm-hmm. I had to share this one word, and I'm wondering if you guys ever heard of this. Frass. F-R-A-S-S. Boy. Frass. That sounds really familiar, but it also might sound like a lot of other words. Right, like sassafras. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a free grass. Yeah. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> is, okay, it can be two things, but they're kind of very s- similar. Frass yeah. can be bug poop. <laughs> Frass is also used to describe, you know, when termites bore into wood and they have uh, all this powder, uh, particles that insects <laughs> are trying to get leaving, rid of. They're leavings. <laughs> That so, is there you a, go. That is, that's a good fun word. F R A S S. All right, Colin, it is your turn for all quiz. What you got? 
Yeah, this was a quiz that uh, actually had its genesis at the SporkleCon uh, convention. Not to tie everything back to the convention. Uh, I forget, we were sitting there at one point and someone said something. We were talking about disambiguation pages on Wikipedia. And someone was like, oh, huh, that would make a good quiz, you know, disambiguation. And we all kind of looked at each other. Me, me, I said that. I <laughs> it was, yeah, it was Chris. Karen and I looked at you, Chris, and we're like, that would make a good quiz. Now, what is a Wikipedia disambiguation page, you might ask, if you are not a colossal Wikipedia nerd like myself or Karen or Chris? A Wikipedia disambiguation page. I will use their own words. Oh, is there a page, a Wikipedia page for their disambiguation page? Karen, there is a suite, there is a suite of pages. I learned a lot just about (laughs) the meta workings of Wikipedia. Suffice it to say that on Wikipedia, in their own words, disambiguation in Wikipedia is the process of resolving conflicts that arise when a potential article title is ambiguous. They are disambiguous ambiguating it. They're making it less ambiguous. The, the, the simplest concept to wrap your head around is famous people with the same name, you know? Yeah. So there's there's a lot of famous John Smiths, you know? And so you can write John Smith disambiguation page, for instance, and you find the, the, the right John Smith that you're looking for. Different things with the same name. Different things with the same name or very, very similar names. That page is essentially a big old list of did you mean kind of thinking, <laughs> yeah, all right? Yeah, yeah. I will give you two entries from a given disambiguation page, and you tell me what is the term? What is the term that's the title of this page? So, for example, if I were to give you these two entries on this page, a fictional character in children's literature and a major railway station in London. Oh. Karen, you might guess this is what disambiguation page? Paddington. You got it. That's right. This is Paddington. And there's a, not huge, but a list of other things that you might be looking for, including the famous bear, including the railway station. In this particular case, the main natural page is for the area west of Westminster in London. Okay. Yes, that's, mm, yeah, that's yeah. right. Not the bear. That's where all the, the naming sort of comes from, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to do this uh, lightning round style, I guess. Just oh, buzz okay, in. Okay. So let's have some fun. Open your minds. Let it wash over you. We'll start off easy. I'm going to give you three terms, okay, from the given disambiguation page. Okay. Three. And then we're going to move into two here as the quiz gets a little, little more challenging. All right. Get your buzzers ready. Number one. A robot superhero character. A 1992 novel by Toni Morrison. And an NBA basketball team. Wow. Wow. I was like, well, it's not beloved. Uh, Chris. Uh, Jazz? Jazz. You got it. All right. You got it. If you guys are really struggling, I'll give you sort of the more natural term, which in this case Mm. you didn't need, but and it would be a style of music and its subgenres. These are Wikipedia's terms. These are Wikipedia's terms. What were the three things again that you said? A robot superhero character. So in this case, they're referring to, of course, Jazz from the Transformers universe. Uh, One of my personal favorite Transformers, the very cool Porsche, voiced by Scatman Crothers, of course, all-time great character. Of course. Uh, The 1992 novel by Tony Morrison, Jazz, and then the NBA basketball team, the Utah Jazz. That's right. All right. So I think you got the concept. Here we go. On to the next one. Number two, an American alcoholic beverage producer. 
a hammerhead shark character in the movie Finding Nemo, and a device used to secure a screw in a brittle material. Oh! Chris, and then eventually Karen, what do you got? I'm going to go with Anchor. Yeah. Anchor, you have it. That's right. Uh, an American alcoholic beverage producer, Anchor Brewing, of course, uh, right uh, right near us, uh, make great beer. A hammerhead shark character, Anchor, one of the uh, the vegetarian sharks, remember? Yeah, the yeah. fish are friends, not food. Right, uh, Anchor. And then an anchor like you stick in, you know, drywall. All right, two for two here as a team. Here we go. A Jonathan Richman song from 1972. A 1985 racing game, a bird of the genus Geocoxix. 1985. Oh, 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 Roadrunner. It is Roadrunner. Yes, Roadrunner. Good job. Good job. <laughs> and again, this is a good example of where on some of the entries on the Roadrunner disambiguation page, there road runner two words some of them are single word but they're all kind of just lumped in together because they know what you're looking for we're going to move to just two clues here two clues only a 1927 film by fritz lang oh and a fictional american city in dc comics karen metropolis you got it metropolis that's right next one a 1970 Van Morrison song, a sugar refining company founded by Henry Osborne Havemeyer. Oh my gosh. Um, I only know Brown Eyed Girl. Brown Eyed Girl. East Coaster, uh, a resident East Coaster, Chris, may have been exposed to this sugar company's sugar. products sugar more company? than us West Coasters. Um, I'll give you a third clue if you need it. An international pizza restaurant chain. Oh, oh. Domino. Domino. You Domino got it. Domino sugar. Domino, Domino sugar. Yep. Yep. sugar. Okay. What about the game Domino? Well, I'm sure that's on there too. There are many entries on this page. That would have been too easy if I gave you that one. There's the comic book character. You can go look at Domino Space Kira parentheses disambiguation. Yeah, I almost put the Kira Knightley movie on. I almost did. I felt the quiz honestly. Karen was getting a little movie heavy. To be to be okay. very frank with you, yeah, but yep. Uh, the point of this quiz is there are many, many, many options I could have chosen. So it's how tricky do I want to get? All right, here we go. Next one. <clears throat> A private university in Houston, Texas. A mnemonic acronym relating to treatment for soft tissue injuries. <laughs> Karen, right away. This is rice. You yeah. got it. It is rice. Now, so for some bonus uh, imaginary Whoa. free points here, what is the acronym RICE? R-I-C-E. What does that stand for? Rest. Uh, ice. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Citrus. Get some lemon <laughs> on there. Compress. Eleva- elevation, right? That's right. Rest. Ice, Ice compression, compression elevation. elevation. That's right. Yep. Very, very important to note. They do not recommend this strategy anymore. They do not. Oh. <laughs> yes. The mnemonic was introduced by, I'm quoting here liberally from Wikipedia, Natch. Uh, the mnemonic was introduced by Dr. Gabe Merkin in 1978. 
he took back his support of this regimen in 2014 after learning of the role of inflammation in the healing process. In fact, the last three, like rest is good. Everyone agrees rest is good. Get off that, get off that ankle. But ice, compression, and elevation all decrease swelling and pain, but they are not reliably shown to heal the injury and they interfere with inflammation, which, you know, um, physicians now understand has much more of a natural role in your body's healing process. But mm. this is what RICE stands for. And you may still hear it or variations on it. That's right. <clears throat> Moving right along. Next one. A 1997 film by Wolfgang Peterson, an athletic shoe made by Nike. Okay, well, there's uh, Air Max. I like the way you're thinking, though. It's not Jordan. Uh, Monarch? <laughs> yeah, I can bail you out with the, th- with the third Kobe's. one here. The call sign for any U.S. Air Force aircraft carrying the President of the United States. Oh, oh, okay. Air Force One. Air Force One. Air Force One. Last one. Two clues here. Tell me, what is the disambiguation page I'm looking for? The curling venue at the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. An American rapper, actor, and filmmaker. Karen. Ice Cube? It is oh. Ice Cube. Yes, wow. yes. The curling venue was the Ice Cube rapper, actor, and filmmaker O'Shea Jackson. Ice Incredible. Cube himself. Good job. All right. Very good. Very good. I could have chosen some easier ones, but I think we all learned something uh, and we all grew a little bit as a team. Uh, well done. Hey, Matt. Did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope. Never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here, too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. My turn for the last quiz. It is a quiz filled with questions, but the answers are related somehow. And at the end of the quiz, maybe you can discover and find out and deduce what the secret theme is, Mm. something that ties these answers together. And because we're going to look at the answers kind of holistically, uh, this will be a write down quiz. So please get pen and paper ready our last quiz of this episode. Here we go. Question number one. The cool kids go to EDC. EDC is a series of uh, electronic dance music festivals held all over the world, uh, but its main event is in Las Vegas. EDC Las Vegas. What does EDC stand for? Again, the cool kids go to EDC. EDC is a series of electronic music festivals 
held all over the world with his main event in Las Vegas. What does EDC stand for? Mm, I think I know this. I feel I feel I feel at least two thirds. All right. Chris has Electronic Dance Collective. And then Colin, you put Electric Daisy Carnival. Correct. It is Electric Daisy Carnival. Next question. Hey, Alexa, what is the name of Amazon's small puck-sized smart speaker? Oh, yeah. It's the... It's very affordable. It's small. Mm, Okay. All right. Answers up. Chris has dot. Colin has dot. You are correct. It is the Amazon Echo dot or just Mm. the Amazon dot dot. Next question. Similar to how we Americans uh, call it jersey or uniform, what word do the Brits use to describe all the gear a soccer player or athlete has to wear? Similar to how Mm. we Americans Mm. use the word jersey or uniform, what word do the Brits use to describe all the gear a soccer player uh, or athlete has to wear? All right, answer is up. Chris put kit. Colin put kit. Correct. It is kit kit like a shaving kit it is a kit full of all the things you need your shin guards your uniform socks uh the whole package all right next question at the congress of vienna in 1815 what soft french cheese earned the title the queen of cheese (laughs) at the congress of vienna in 1815 what soft french cheese earned the title the queen of cheese (laughs) <laughs> all right answers up both colin and chris put brie it is brie you oh. are correct next question verners bundaberg and reeds are all makers of what kind of beverage verners which is a uh, side note my all-time favorite soda verners bundaberg and reeds are all makers of what kind of beverage? Has to be more specific than soda. <laughs> Things answers up. I, if I know Karen, I know what she's looking for. Ginger ale, Colin put ginger beer ale. Correct. <laughs> Nothing beats Verner's. Oh, Verner's so ginger good. ale is it's really so good. good. Before he became Nightwing, Dick Grayson was who? Before he became Nightwing, Dick Grayson was who answers up Colin why are you writing so much uh, I was just trying to be cute okay uh, Chris put Robin and then uh, Colin put Robin and a big squiggly scratch what were I you was, gonna say I was gonna, I was gonna put in parentheses Bruce Wayne's ward um but just you know just <laughs> ran ward. ran out of time to get the yeah was he was that the tech like technical he was like the Theon Greyjoy for the. I, I think that was. I think that was the mechanism in the stories. Yeah, that they mm-hmm. that they used to just explain why. Yeah, he would just There's be a living child living with him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. doing good, doing good. All right, next question. The National Trust of Wales would really like you to stop leaving socks on the beach in Pembrokeshire, Wales, where the movie version of this fictional character died. Once again, the National Trust of Wales would really appreciate it if you stop leaving socks on the beach in Pembrokeshire, Wales, 
where the movie version of this fictional character died. Huh. Ooh, call this is a Chris question. This is Okay. Not I a hope Colin's it's question. Okay. Nah. All right. Answers up, please. Okay. Okay, let's go with Colin first. Colin put Mr. Toad. Mm. Ah, that's a good guess, but Chris is correct with Dobby. Dobby is a free elf when you give him a piece of clothing. Mm. Uh, and in Harry Potter's universe case, uh, Dobby was given a sock. Therefore, he was freed. <laughs> well, the Harry Potter fans are leaving socks at this one oh, that... beach where they filmed filmed sure. the scene where you know Dobby, even though he's CGI, died. Right. You know, you know, there's somebody there like with binoculars just waiting. They see someone with a sock. They're like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me! You, you get out of here!" <laughs> or, or the person who has to clean the beach is like, "Well, here's two <laughs> trash bags of socks. Like, what do I, you know, what do I do with it?" We got one last question here. One last question. We'll we'll end it with an easy one. What word means a small amount? Perhaps originated from the word for baby frogs. What word means small amount? Perhaps originated from the word for baby frogs. If you know the name for baby frogs, well, you're in luck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Chris put Tad. Colin has Tad. Question mark. It is Tad. A Tad. Just a tad. Hmm. I guess that makes sense. No, no, no uh, definitive origin. Um, just people are guessing it's because we call tadpoles like a tad, a little, a little thing. Uh, all right. Now. Yeah. Fi- you've answered my quiz. You have mm-hmm. the answers in, mm-hmm. in front of you. Is there a theme? Can you kind of suss out a theme? Okay. So. All right, so Chris, I'm looking at these answers, and a lot of them sure seem to me like they could be names as well as things. We got Bree, Dot, Mm -hmm. Kit, Robin, Ted, Daisy, Ginger. It was like women's names for a while, and then we got to Dobby? Mm. (laughs) And and Tad, and things sort of took a a, a hot left turn there Mm -hmm. at Dobby. Agreed. I mean, like, Bobby. are these cartoon characters from the same universe or like a related, I don't know, comic book series or something? Close. They they are names. Yeah, okay. right. Okay. Specifically, all of these answers, they're diminutive nickname versions of proper names. Uh, oh, okay. You might not know that some of these names, you know, you, you've heard of them as names, but they're actually a nickname or a shortened nickname for a longer proper All name. right, run us through it okay. here. All right, yeah, top I mean, to bottom. Some of these All I right. know, but yeah, okay, wow, okay, yeah. Daisy's the most interesting one. So uh-huh. it's like, I had no idea Daisy was a nickname hmm. for Margaret. Re- I swear, Margaret has the most obscure nicknames attached to yes, it. like. Right. Like you get from Margaret to Peggy, like somehow. I'm like, what? Come on. There is an explanation and it's beautiful. It is because Marguerite in French is Daisy. Oh. Wow. wow. Okay. And then we got Dot. Dorothy. Yep. Uh, and then Kit. Catherine. Christopher. Mm. Catherine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, then Brie. Like Brianna or like Brianna, but Bridget, 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 ah. uh, then Ginger. Ginger, Virginia. Oh, okay, sure. Robin, 
like Robert. Robert is the source of Robin and Dobby. Dobby is a nickname for Robert. Wow. Interesting. Real old timey, I'm guessing. Rob, Robbie, Bob, Mm -hmm. Bobby, Dobby, apparently. Bert, Bernie. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's because there were only four names, like, in the community. (laughs) They all had to have, you know, find ways. Yeah. Uh, And then Tad. Well, is that? that... Theodore, I think. Yep, Theodore. Oh, I like that. So what inspired this quiz was... uh, Listeners, we have a, a listener group on Facebook uh, that, that the fans and listeners started. It's called Good Job Brain Lobe Trotters. A lot of listeners are in this Facebook group. We share stories, share, share quizzes, share facts. Someone shared this fact, a sport fact. The Major League Baseball MLB home run record for brothers, for brothers, is held by Henry Aaron and Tommy Aaron. Henry Aaron with 755 home runs. Tommy Aaron... <laughs> With 13. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, seven, 755. That's a lot of home runs. How come I've never heard of Henry Aaron? <laughs> and I and I turned around. I asked my husband, the baseball nut. I was like, did you know that the MLB home run record for brothers is held by? And before I could finish the sentence, he's like, oh, yeah, Hank Aaron and Tommy Aaron. <laughs> and in that split second, my mind imploded <laughs> as you realize for the first time i'm 41 years old and i did not know hank is a nickname for henry yes oh man anyways <sighs> good job everybody and that's well hold on hold on before we before we end the show i just want to plug my day job a little bit here we released not one but two video games, one of which I was the editorial director on uh, and, and wrote the whole thing and like directed all the videos and everything. And it's called The Making of Karateka. And it is an, it's an interactive documentary video game all about the landmark game Karateka, which was released in 1984. And basically, even if you've never heard of the game, the whole idea is that it's playing a documentary. We tell you about the story of the game. We, like, use audio and video and playable game snippets and stuff like that to, like, tell this very, very cool behind-the-scenes story of this game. I feel like if you like Good Job Brain and you play video games, you should really check this out (laughs) because it's very much like, did you know this and did you know that? And Rave reviews from everybody uh, who is uh, looking at it and playing it. If you were watching, like, a documentary film about a video game, you'd be thinking, like, oh, I wish I could, like, try the game a little bit to, like, experience what these people are talking about. Best way to tell this story is to do it in an interactive game. Uh, It's on, it's on, PCs, it's on Nintendo Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah, uh, check that out. And then also, uh, if you want something that's more of a straightforward thing, we just released uh, Wizardry, Proving Grounds of the Mad Overlord. It's a total 3D remake of the game, the early role-playing game Wizardry, which was originally for the Apple II. Um, and uh, it's, it's like lines. It was just lines yeah, yeah, before. Yeah. It was just lines before, and now it's full-on pictures. So, So check them out if that sounds like your thing. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me. And thank you guys, listeners, for listening in. Hope you learned stuff about disambiguation, about best-selling video games, about Broadway musicals. Uh, You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on all podcast apps and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. 
This podcast is part of Airwave Media Podcast Network. Airwave Network is growing. There are a lot more shows in the network now. Uh, visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like Plotting Through the Presidents. It's a weird stories, uh, sassy stories about uh, presidents and statesmen. Um, the episodes actually have uh, funny titles. I was just listening to The Passion of Benjamin Franklin. Oh, my. Uh, you can listen to the show Triviality. We've met those guys mm-hmm. uh, at SporkleCon, game show, pub quiz type of show. And Unspookable, Unspookable, <laughs> a family-friendly look at origins of spooky things. Hmm. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.